You see, this beer has a uh, bear on a bicycle. Oh, that's cute. It's 100% the reason I bought it. (laughs) Would I buy beer with a snake on a... I would probably buy beer with a snake on a bicycle. Yeah, the old bicycle snake. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you say it. The the pronunciation starts to take over your nasal cavities, and it's like, I'm going to just, like, swallow your face while you try to say this. Exclamation point. It's the Doom to Fail podcast. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, through this glorious prism we call the internet, it diffracts our signals and refracts them back. Because that's how diffraction and refraction work, I believe. And here to confirm that fact is Catherine Kilgert. Hey, Tim. It's good to be here. I confirm it. (laughs) Great. (laughs) I'm glad my signal refracted correctly to you. If it defracts, the opposite should be refract, but it's it, I'm pretty sure it's not, right? I don't think so. Mm. Refractory means something. What does refractory mean? Uh, well, there's the refractory period, which is sort of a reset. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and then uh, there's a refectory, I think. No, no. No, I'm no. thinking of a rectory. So there's a rectory. Um, Gross. <laughs> I think it's a church thing. <laughs> I learned this week that Catholic means universal. Really? Yeah. So Catholicism would have been the, that's some serious branding They wanted right there. to be the universal religion, so they named themselves, just like, go for the gold Catholicism. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, uh, you know, Acme Corp being like, yep, we're the tops. I mean, you know, Unitarian kind of did the same thing. Well, yeah, but you could, you could make the case that it's more about unifying. Yeah. Yeah. That's Although true. When I hear Unitarian, They're a little bit more I... true to their name. Mm-hmm. But they're also not thousands of years old. So, yeah. so who cares? <laughs> I think all of our, uh, all of my opinions are based on a, a strict uh, hierarchy system that really just has to do with how long you've been at the job. So, you know what I love? The sun. <laughs> you know what's even better than that? The universe. You know what's not so great? Fruit flies. Uh, <laughs> Wait, bacteria. fruit flies is a species? Yeah, the whole thing. Well, you know, uh, it's a species. so how do you feel uh, about uh, humans then? You got me. <laughs> you you got me. I don't know. I don't know which came first, fruit flies or human. It's the age-old question. Bit of a paradox, don't you think? I don't know. I would imagine fruit flies. Hmm. Okay. Well, I would imagine the egg. Um. I agree because the not chicken evolved laid an egg that inside it had the DNA mutation that made it the chicken that we know today. Yeah, I think that's right. Although when you start to go even deeper than that into epigenetics, you can start to question, uh, you know, was it certain genes were turned on and off? So I don't that's know if true. it really necessarily Epigenetics counts. complicates the question. Mm-hmm. That's, that's uh, where it gets tricky. That is the title of the epigenetics textbook, I think. <laughs> uh, I'm taking Bio 320, Epigenetics Complicates the Question. <laughs> My textbook is called This is Where It Gets Tricky. Yeah. (laughs) I got to tell you, it's a real headache of a class. Uh, So. Professor driving instructor. (laughs) What? The professor is professor driving instructor because that seems like something a driving instructor would say. 
This is where it gets tricky. Yeah. Now this is where it gets tricky. Yeah. It's going to be a little tough. What I you want you to do. You got to turn the wheel up, up, and away <laughs> if you're going uphill. <laughs> I took I took driving instructions with the uh, English gentleman father from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and uh, so just just drive <laughs> up, just drive straight up. Wait, did you not know that mnemonic device to memorize? Up, up, and away. Up, up, and away. Yeah, if no. you're uphill, you turn away. Up, up, and away. Oh, I see. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I learned uh, driving in the non-mountainous East Coast. Uh, I don't think... Yeah, I don't think I learned those rules. Um, we also didn't do parallel parking. Did you do parallel parking in your driver's test? Yes, I did. Yeah. California, I don't parking. believe you have to. Um, no, I think you Washington do, but State, I could be wrong. You do have to. No, I actually took the t- test in both states. Maybe they've changed it. Yeah. I am getting on in years. You know, now that I think about it, I think my... I'm going to die soon. Yeah. <laughs> That's great news. Now that I think about it, let's come back. Let's come back to this very important. I've just, I just, I was a little upset because oh. you were just, you were disturbing the important thing I was trying to say, which was about the television show. Clueless. I was talking about more, my mortality, but if you don't want to comfort your friend about that, no, no, that's fine. Let's First, be back in a moment. Ca- Catherine, Catherine, Catherine. Cam. I want to get to that, but what was the name of the actress that replaced, replaced Alicia Silverstone in the television version of that movie, Clueless? Who is Alicia Silverstone? She played Batgirl in that Batman movie no one liked. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, and she was Cher in, uh, in Clueless. She was Barbara Gordon? Yeah, I guess. Did she get paralyzed? May- I don't know. I didn't see the movie. I just enjoyed the McDonald's oh. cups. <laughs> like you do. Yeah. All right. You know what? It might be time to put a period on this uh, segment so that we can come back to talk about our real topic for the segment, which is punctuation. And here it comes, ellipsis. This is a winner. And we're back on the Doom to Fail podcast talking about punctuation. Now, Catherine, let's yeah. begin at the beginning uh, by saying there is no real punctuation at the beginnings, right? No punctuation at the I mean, maybe a, a quotation mark, an open quote, open parenthesis. Uh, is that, okay, is that punctuation, though? Yes. I want to say yes. Okay, punctuation fine. are non-character uh, characters. Also, remember in Spanish, you have to have the upside down thingy. Uh, exclamation a, point. Yeah. A question mark or an exclamation point. Yeah. Uh, so do you know why that is in Spanish? Well, I think it makes a lot of sense, actually, because that way, you know. So have you ever been reading something aloud and you're sort of you're you're reading at the Caught pace guard. as you're reading and you go like uh, and then he said, happy birthday. Ah, because you didn't see <laughs> the exclamation point. Birth. Day. Yeah. Oh, 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 hey. <laughs> Our questions are even worse. Like, what is your favorite color? Wait, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, he was I one don't of the greatest the of his generation? <laughs> Never have I to met a finer continued. man. <laughs> the end question mark? See, that's one. Mm. 
That's one. That's uh, that's one in the history books. I think. By the time you get to the exhaustive sentence of the end, you are surprised by the question mm-hmm. mark. What? <laughs> Who saw this coming? <laughs> Although I would say that the end question mark is almost identical to the ellipsis, as far as you know what you can take away from it. Three dots. Maybe it continues. Maybe okay, it doesn't. Okay, so what what does it continue to? Like, if it's you have to say the end, then you have to put some dot dot dot. Then you have to put something on the other end of the ellipses. Oh no what no no! What I'm put? saying is, you you don't even have the words the end. You replace the end question mark wholesale with ellipsis. What? That's stupid. Yeah. No, it's not. I would never do that. <laughs> I would never go. <laughs> Can you tell that story real quick? Okay, so inside joke between Tim and I, Tim went to South Korea, and I talked to my mom about how I thought it was really cool that my buddy Tim was going to South Korea, and she was like, oh, he's going to South Korea? Oh, I would never go. You're not going, are you? I would would never never go. go. (laughs) My mom's awesome. Yeah, she's really uh, a woman of conviction, for sure. Um, So... Anyway, let's talk about ellipsis. Uh, let's let's jump straight to the ellipses. The Your three favorite, dots. as I yeah. can clearly tell. Well, I think I so it stands out to me because I think we as a society are uh, unclear on its usage. I don't think we've been reading our strunk and white about this particular thing. We all kind of get question mark. We've been we you know I think we're all at an advanced <laughs> enough level where we can kind of use question mark in interesting ways. Okay. Like, you know, instead of just asking a question, you can say things like right, which <sighs> is more like. You know, yeah, man, yeah. I am also really excited about this or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I also say right question mark when I don't know what to say to somebody, but I just want to say something to them. Sure. Filler speech. Yeah, it's filler speech for me, but it's like a f- affirmation filler speech. Yeah. you. I mean, you want to be positive, <laughs> but you just don't really know how. <laughs> Which really comes back to my uh, my idea that just everyone wants either a smiley face or a sad face. Those are they the don't things want, that they and want. And they don't want others. a sad face. Furthermore, <laughs> yeah, and they also don't want that. Can you get that out? <laughs> um, they they want the sad face so that they can say, "Can you make that a smiley face?" <laughs> and then they're doing their job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then they're useful. They look how many sad faces I changed to smiley faces today. Ah, <laughs> uh, me and Santa. But but that's what all this filler language is for, because it uh it lets us express smiley face or sad face, but because we have to say words, we have to have a substrate upon which to put those emotions. Right. Uh we can we can just pick random words. We have words not to say. figured out how to get emojis into speech, is what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> well one might argue that that is what expressions are, but I don't know, we're not that good at it. <laughs> okay, true. But I don't know. Emojis do serve a different purpose than facial spe- than facial expressions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, like, if you were to just make a facial expression at someone, like on purpose, <laughs> it would be so creepy. <laughs> I, I've gotten away with a few of those. You you can kind of turn to somebody and like they say something and you just kind of give them like a big obvious smile, and but you have to like it has to not. It has to, you know what's weird about it is it has to be a non-natural smile. You know how like a natural smile goes up into your eyes? If it goes mm-hmm. up into your eyes, then it's creepy because I just made that person like weirdly happy, I guess. <laughs> Whereas if your eyes stay saying, I'm communicating something to you, but your your mm-hmm. mouth is doing something else, you can kind of get away with it. You'd be just like, huh, look at that. You know, you're, you're, you are uh, in cahoots with them in that you're communicating something to them. Right. Like I understood that you just said a joke. 
and yes. you're I don't know. And for some reason, oh gosh, Tim, it went into your eyes. <laughs> no, that one was creepy for other reasons. <laughs> um Okay, I don't want to talk about facial expressions anymore. Great. Let's finish uh, up on ellipses. Doesn't it get to hang out with semicolon then? Um no, because and he, and here's why. Though I th- I think we should definitely talk about semicolon because I think that uh, we should definitely be talking about we semicolons. Definitely. Oh my god, I would never go. <laughs> um, I would never go. You're not going, are you? <laughs> I would never go I would to semicolon. Go. <laughs> um, but ellipses. Okay, so so the way I use ellipsis is an an ellipsis is to basically trail off. So you know, it's just like. I would never go. Like, you know, just really, really fall away there. <laughs> I think you're terrible at purposefully using punctuation. Not that I'm any better. I think it takes one to know one. <laughs> or or you might say like, yeah, I don't know. Or or even it it's it's a it can be used as a silence to say, you know huh. <laughs> to say Yeah. <laughs> Through the medium of podcasting, we now present Several ellipses. Hmm. Um, but here's here's <laughs> oh, the thing. Oh, that is a good one. Hmm. hmm. Ellipses. Yeah. Exactly. Or it's suggestive of okay. Now there is more to this, either for you or I to fill in. There, there. there it is a continuance. However, uh, and this is the reason I bring it up in the first place, and why it really gets in my craw, is because I know a lot of people who, through this medium of texting that we've decided to do most of our communication with, if we're honest. Um, We've settled on uh, a lot of people will just put it at the end of their sentence instead of a period. Or, like, I don't know. Do, have you not seen this? I, I have a bunch of friends who do this, and it's so weird. I, I don't know I what do, they're getting at. I think it's weird because um, yeah. it is extra work. It's like a lot of extra work for little to no payoff. Mm-hmm. Um, though I, I, and then I definitely put it in the same category as, like, you know, my parents who really – some people are more, some people are worse about this than others, but like who are very slow texters who are uh-huh. adults. And so they say you with the letter instead of Y-O-U. Um, and I think that's an indicator of how fast someone is at typing now rather than an indicator of whether they're on the Internet. Because I think most people on the Internet have decided to use grammar. Yeah, um, it's cool to spell stuff out. That's however, what... on the other side of the coin... I think we can all agree that in the nation of grammar Nadia, <laughs> Grammaristan. Uh, <laughs> yep. Quick, what's the national anthem of Grammaristan? Oh, grammar, thee of thee, Ye- we are together at last. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, for a long time, the residents... <laughs> Of grammar and Nadia Stan. They, they were separated, but they really yeah. wanted to be together. Well, they but unified. They unified, exactly. Via a semicolon. Yeah, there was semicolon. That's how you bring together two independent states or clauses. Like, let's name all the now states used to be countries of grammar Nadia Stan. Uh, well, there's uh, uh, Capsburg. Um, Conjunction Junction. Of course. Although, honestly, I'm not sure you can call it a whole state. It was more of like a, a city-state, and even there, it was more of a... Uh, it was the Luxembourg of the bunch. We all yeah, agree. Really more of a crossroads. 
sure. Yeah. Sure. Not yeah. much more than I that. I mean, that's why it was really important. And they really held a lot more power than you would think a little that's country like thing. that would. Yeah. They would charge the tolls as dependent clauses tried to get through. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> um, uh, independence clause. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a sharp state. independence streak to this day of them. Oh, of, yeah. Of those people. They're like <laughs> the Quebecois. <laughs> they keep trying to vote to separate, but it doesn't quite work out because they really like, you know what? The thing is, even though they're independence clause, they're sort of dependent on the dependent clauses because they get so much more out of it. It's like the state they of California. Really you know, it's like, okay, yeah, okay, we get it. Most of the economy runs through independence clause, the state, but there's really just a grand tapestry to be had by uniting Absolutely. the entire Absolutely. There's a lot of infrastructure that goes into that kind of economy. Mm-hmm. And they all had to be riveted together with commas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, preposition, preposition nation. Well, that was its own nation. How does that work? Oh, it like was a... its own nation. And now right. it's preposition nation, the state. It's a little bit confusing. They're trying to get the name changed, but there's fierce resistance within preposition nation. Right. It's, it's like a First Nations thing. Where, it's a First you know, Nations thing. Yeah. It's they maintain true. their own uh, you know, culture. I mean, and way, way back before the settling of Grammarnadia, Stan... <laughs> The prepositions roamed the plains. Can I, can I tell you what's real? Can I tell you what's really ironic about uh, preposition nation being a first nation, though? Uh-huh. You shouldn't start a sentence with preposition. <laughs> well, that's the that is how that they cleanse the land of the prepositions. They, they said you're right. Rules. It's a descriptivist rule. It's a descriptivist <laughs> rule. You know, they said it was for the good of the people. They said we'll move the we'll move the prepositions into the interior of the sentence where they'll be happy and away from. You know, all the subjects and the objects. All kinds of infrastructure to try to assimilate them into the culture Mm -hmm. didn't work. Instead, they just jammed them into this no man's land in between clauses. (laughs) So anyway, I'm sorry to cut the other beautiful nations of Grammar Nadia stand short, but I wanted to get back to my main thought. Well, they're going to be pretty uh, irritated with you, but that's fine. (laughs) They can just write in. I'm telling you, you go on those, you know, reddit.com slash r slash grammar and Stan, and uh, boy, the hotheads on that group. Well, I mean, they're mostly from Interjectionville. <laughs> okay, I'm done with this. All bit. right, you're okay. killing me. You're just killing me. <laughs> um, so, okay, of all of the fun residents of that place, I think go we on. all agree that texting is a second class citizen. Yeah, they look down upon it for sure. Yeah, because, like, who is going to judge you? I mean, people will judge you for not using correct grammar, but, like, Mm -hmm. who is going to truly, truly, like, not speak to you, judge you harshly, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. Um, Well, I don't know. I do judge people if they use the letter U instead of Y-O-U when it's kind of unnecessary. Um, That sort of thing. Like I, I kind of judge them, but not enough to not continue the conversation. It doesn't just, disrupt you. If you'll recall, when mm-hmm. I'm being my best Tim, uh, I, I work inside the framework built by the conversation with the person I'm having. That's true. But I'm not always my best Tim. Secret. Uh, and so, I mean, sometimes I still do. Just, I don't know. Like, don't you? Yeah, I will still talk to them. But at the same time, it's like, really? It's, it's this person. All right. All right. I don't know. But do you think that's ageism? Is that what you're like? I feel like this is part of your your concept is that There's a lot of a lot older of people ageism. do that because. So do you think I'm being ageist? I do think you're being ageist. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, I, don't mean to 
I don't know. I I mean, you're being ageist in the way that, like, some people are being, I don't know, in the way that most people are being discriminatory nowadays and that they don't really realize that the something that they're judging someone for is related to their age or weight or height or what kind of figure of speech they are, whether they're an interjection or a preposition or a conjunction. <laughs> yeah. Are, is, are, are they officially deprecated term? Um mm -hmm. Etc. Oh, that's ageism again, I guess. Um, so if, if I've got you, you clear here, you are saying that texting is a form of institutionalized ageism. Only if you choose to allow it to be. Hmm. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I think, I think it works regardless because, listen, if you're... If, if, if you're a person who was not born swimming on the internet uh, highway, isn't that what it's called? The global... What is... Freeway something. Um, the railroad tracks uh, with the golden spike in the middle of it, of the mm -hmm. future. Um, if you're not born swimming in those shores, uh, on that web, uh, in those series of tubes, just killing time, um, <laughs> then it's going to yeah. be harder for you to pick up uh, the forms of communication that have become um, just everywhere these days. And so the fact that that has become the dominant paradigm means fundamentally, necessarily, that it will be harder for you as an older person to pick this up. And thus, we, we are institutionally aging people out of the system. And we were saying your value is lesser because you're not on Snapchat. Okay, how about this take <laughs> on it, though? I have another perspective. I'm going to turn it around on you. Okay, good. I think that communication fundamentally, by its very nature, is has and will always be an ageist institution. Hmm, Not that communication is an institution, but an ageist, it, an age-defining thing, right? Because, yeah. like, let's say first when the telephones were invented, you had people, old people who weren't very good at new technology, like, yelling into the telephone and, like, young I, people being like, oh, nerd. <laughs> I would suggest that no one is good at the telephone, even today. I think there was maybe a brief peak where, you okay, know, people with the no could do it. at the telephone. <laughs> Everyone's real bad, Catherine. Real, real bad with telephones. <laughs> well, and, and then there were a period of people who were really good at the telephones, and now being really good at the telephone is now a marker of someone, someone's yeah, age. It's weird. And someday, yeah. like, preferring to communicate via text rather than, I don't know, mind-sinky chats or whatever the future holds for us. Oh, God, that's terrible branding. I hope it's not called that. <laughs> oh, I already got the trademark. <laughs> um... It's good. Like, Get out ahead of these gonna things. That's going to be a marker of age. Like, I yeah. think that no matter what you do, it, you're going to you're, you're going to show your age hand. Right. Well, do, I mean, do you think there's a um Well, I don't know. I mean, so I think that's a very modern way of viewing things though because I don't think communication methods used to move so quickly. You know, so 10,000 years ago, uh when the cavemen were walking the earth with the mammoths and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, chatting with them and saying, uh, hey, let me tell you a story. And the mammoth would go, sure, I'll listen. I got nothing else going on. Um, that I was disagree. it. I disagree. I disagree even Talking then, to mammoths was all there ever was. Like within a generation, one tribe would conquer another tribe and then language would change significantly. Mm. And ways of speaking would be still markers of age. All right. Let's move ahead 5,000 years forward from the 10,000 years in the past. Okay. 
to a period of civilization, essentially what I'm getting at. There, there were definitely periods in our history where you could say, all right, for the, I don't know, the, the, the fullness of Tang, I think was like 800 years or actually probably more. It was a very long dynasty in China where things were, you know, roughly the same and things were pretty good. I think there's, a, you can make the case there that communication didn't change over many, many generations. Still disagree and, because there's other innovations being made and innovations change the nature of language. This is what I'm saying is I don't know that there were necessarily innovations being made. At least to communicate. What about like gunpowder and stuff? Well, okay, you picked one moment of Chinese history, but I'm which I enunciated. But i other things that they came up with over time that changed the nature of civilization. Okay, maybe you're right. Um, I am, and I, your point is well taken. Thank you. I just, I just think that we both come from perhaps such a, a modern place where we're used to history changing multiple, or, you know, uh, the technology used to do a, a thing changing multiple times within our lifetime, our relatively short lifetime, you know, as of now, uh, whereas there were definitely times in the past where communication methods would not change over many lifetimes. I don't know. I'm still not convinced. I think that one thing affects another, and things are always changing. Mm, all right. Well, let's leave it on the table. Let's put a period on this conversation and come back in a moment. Catherine's giving me the old ellipsis. <laughs> ah, that is what you call my stares. <laughs> on the Doom to Fail podcast. on the Doom to Fail podcast talking about punctuation. There's no punctuation for speed up. I mean, you could claim italics, but not really, and also that's not punctuation. I think you can use ellipses for speed up in the right circumstances. I'm telling you, we don't know as a culture what ellipses mean. Because, they mean nothing and everything. Because you're in too much of a rush to finish your sentence. Oh, it's like, um... Hurry up! Oh yeah, I'll get that. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. And anyway, dot, 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 uh, so the cousin to the ellipsis in uh, that our culture doesn't know how to use them is the semicolon. Yeah. Is that not correct? How about the ellipsis is like the cool guy who's in a band and the semicolon is that nerd who works in insurance? That seems right, because people generally <laughs> like the ellipsis, even if they don't have a good sense of why. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to be a you know a music connoisseur to like a good band. Mm-hmm. And people um, are just mad at the semicolon for being unclear about when to use it. That's a little They're unclear. blaming the semicolon. <laughs> Never blame the victim, Catherine. Never blame the victim. Well, so I guess my understanding is a semicolon divides two independent clauses that have something to do with each other but aren't necessarily, um, whereas you would use a colon to, you know, one directly flows from the other. Yes, they are similar you... enough thoughts to be in the same sentence, but they are different enough, or they are in both independent clauses. So a comma yeah. would be inappropriate. Right. And a period would also be wrong because you're trying to show that these are related. I yes. Think. Or you can use it to start off a list. So how does that work? Um, so, like, I'm going to the store, semicolon. 
<laughs> oh, wait, no. Yeah, I don't know. You might want to reset that. I think I, I think it's already gone wrong. I'll be buying some things at the store, semicolon. <laughs> Eggs, milk, and bread. <laughs> it's it's uh, National Weather Radio over there. Um, <laughs> Thank you. At the store, we will be buying eggs, milk, <laughs> broccoli, soup. Oh, broccoli's a hard one. I agree. National yeah. Weather Station Radio. <laughs> it's a tough one. We all have trouble with broccoli. Broccoli. <laughs> that guy's got a hard job. Poor, poor perfect Paul. Um, so... Yeah, well, I don't know. That doesn't read. That doesn't scan to me. I don't. I don't know if that's the way it's used. I don't know. Well, so I'm just here's, a girl here's... who doesn't understand insurance the way that semicolon does. Here's here's the question then, though. Will the semicolon die out? I think it might. I think it's endangered. Certainly, mm-hmm. people are sick of its shit. Yeah, because our de- our descriptivist language. <laughs> They're sick of it. <laughs> They're sick of many things about it. Semicolon. <laughs> it's shit. How hard it is to use. <laughs> I don't know if it counts as a list if it's two. Oh, I'm sorry, semicolon. I'm looking at the semicolon on my keyboard right now just with pity. Like, I'm sorry I'm smack talking you right in front of your face. That's the other thing, though. Semicolon is a non-shifted character. It has its own key. Yeah. It's just like L or the E or three. What kind of... Bull is that? Yeah, colon I use all the time. I understand how colon works. Ah, Here are some things. To start off bulleted lists, that's what I use it for. (laughs) Yeah, I I think I've divided semicolon's responsibilities between colon and uh, n-dash. I think I use n-dash there. Do you you know uh, m-dash, n-dash, and hyphen? The the three wicked sisters of the horizontal line? Is one the short dash, the long dash? Short dash, long dash, and hyphen, no space? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why it's N and M. I guess an M is sort of like a longer N, but I don't know. It's a longer, really... yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Oh, I but love it's... long dash. Really? What do you use long dash for? Oh, I love long dash. It's like, um, it's, I feel I like would it's never a classy go. ellipses. Interesting. Well, it's like saying, oh, yeah. oh, you get my idea in this thought. I'm going on to the next thought. But it's, it very much suggests interruption, whereas ellipses may be a little more trail offy or like, well, it's not worth finishing. I mean, if I you're th- writing dialogue, yes. But in an email, it's like, you get the idea. We're moving on here. I would like an example. Uh, I don't have any of my emails. I've gotten rid of all of them. What? You're not sitting in front of your emails right now? I, I'm, well, no, not those emails. Is this is so why you never respond to my emails them, honestly, anymore? Honestly, I use M-dash at work a lot mm. um, because I'm being brusque a lot of the time. Uh, or I was being brusque. I'm unemployed now. Uh, so That's cool. Yeah. Um, well, so, I'm almost... like, in a casual email, it's, I'm in comma land. <laughs> yeah, well, so did you ever read that book, uh, Each Shoots and Leaves? No. So uh, the, the joke goes, uh, let's see, Panna comes into a bar, uh, orders some chips, eats the chips, uh, shoots the bartender, and then leaves. And then when the cops question him, be like, what did you do? He opens up a uh, dictionary or an encyclopedia, and he points to the thing that says Panda, and it just says, eats, shoots, and leaves. And there's no punctuation, or there's, there's commas. So it's eats, comma, shoots, comma, and leaves. So he ate, shot, and left. Uh, right. Whereas it should say, eats, no comma, shoots, and leaves. No commas at all. It's, it's, it should be a comma-free yeah. zone. And so in that book, she uh, she goes on about how 
the comma is, is sort of just like keeping the ball in the air forever. You can just do it forever. It's technically grammatically correct. You just keep bouncing the sentence higher and higher. <laughs> and I feel like that that's why commas are fun. It's like field day in, in, in school. It's just like, let's see how much we can keep it up. Oh, yeah. It's like the parachute. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like the parachute. So many things in life are like that parachute. Okay, on the on the subject of commas, Oxford commas, I noticed that people above a certain age never use them. Um, I don't know. Uh, let's see. So the Oxford comma, for clarity, is the final comma in a list before the word and. In a list of three before and. Or, I guess, more than three. Yeah. More than three also. So, like, uh, you know, whatever. Catherine, Tim, and uh, the uh, podcast robot. Hello. Yeah, or like... Um, Peanut butter, cookies, comma, and cream. So peanut butter, comma, cookies, comma, and cream, as opposed to peanut butter, comma, cookies, and cream. Because cookies and cream is a flavor, so that's confusing. So you need an Oxford comma. Right. So I, I think I read the Oxford comma as intuitive because you listed a bunch of other stuff, so you should just keep putting commas. It, right. it falls within the, you know, the computer programming logic of things, which is, all right, well, I put a comma after everything I said. Continue and, the pattern. Yeah, continue pattern execute uh see podcast <laughs> robot would get this exterminate um, but uh yeah so i think it, it the lacking it um reads to me as a formality which would make sense why maybe older people would use it because and this is pretty unfounded but i have the sense that you know grammar was considered a, a higher art um as in, in times past and perhaps it's less focused upon now oh god yeah oh yeah. grammarians can be real obnoxious is that an occupation so like a librarian? No, no, no. It's in the way. No, I'm not going to throw shade on librarians. Librarians are the backbone of this society. Yeah, we all agree um, on that. No, no, no. It's just uh, it's like how a bird watcher is a birder. That's not an occupation. It's a hobby. Well, I think you just insulted some bird watchers, but all right. Um, it's not an occupation. <laughs> it occupies one's time. I like thinking of grammarian as sort of a, uh, it's sort of like if you were in a, a video game that went into and you could buy things from a store and it would be the store where you bought punctuation. Wait, what? <laughs> you don't want to bite on that one? Fine. Just forget I'm sorry. It. Wait, there's a video game where you buy punctuation from a store? Is that what you just said to so, me? So pic picture a, like a, a, you know, an RPG or a Legend of Zelda or something okay. in okay. which you have the option to go into a store uh -huh. and you can be like, well, I go to the guy who makes uh, weapons and you go into the weapons store and you can buy right. a sword or an arrow or a bomb. Uh, but you go to the grammarian store and you'd buy an exclamation point or a question mark or a period. By the way, the period would stop people, the question mark would confuse them, and the exclamation point would blow them up. Oh, that's fun. Okay. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. That's what I think a grammarian ought to do. And the semicolon would make them really angry. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? What is this BS? This is, they would either make them go like, what the f is this? Or go like, uh, this is being used incorrectly. Because on both sides, people are really angry. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's very divisive. Uh, quite literally, divisive, piece of punctuation. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we're going to solve it here. An ellipses would push them away. <laughs> An M dash would pierce them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. M dash is so much more assertive. All right. This well, is fun. This has been fun. This has been fun. I feel it is time to use the same joke I've used the rest of the episode and put a period on this segment and this episode. Is there anything more final than a period? Is there anything we can do to even further finalize? Death. Death. 
And so, as death approaches, so too comes to another episode. Oh, now you want to talk about how I'm going to die soon. Great. No, go on. And tune in next week when we talk all about Catherine's impending death. And until then, that's Catherine Gilgert over there. Tim Dobbs right over here. But maybe not for long. Bye. Bye. Bye.